listening to the lion podcast yeah so we're here with episode nine give thanks yeah boom um and we're here in fort worth yeah. right now doing something quite strange um in the kitchen of an airbnb <laughs> so <laughs> if it sounds completely different that's why oh tom's and got the other mic yeah so we got four mics going on but we have about eight people in this room and we're all going to talk a little bit so you caught us in the midst of this very cool weekend where we're doing this Bob Marley, Dennis Brown tribute thing. We've already done Sahara Lounge in Austin, which was a famous success, am I right? Famous, yeah. We're infamous for that. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just talking. <laughs> no, it was nice though, it was cool. Um, it was awesome to have Dem in the house and, yeah. uh, again, you know, Yeah. and uh, do the, the tribute shows that we've been working on, the, the music that we've been working on, Dennis Brown and Bob Marley. So give thanks to everyone that came out and supported that show. And then tonight we did Fort Worth at Tulips. And it was a nice vibe. We did a little early thing. but uh, And we still had a little vibe. It wasn't as hype as Sahara. But, you know, we at Sahara we played much later. So I'm glad that we got to break into this place called Tulips. Because it, it was very cool. The sound guy was good. Shout the out overall to the sound, sound guy, man. Good sound guy. <laughs> good stage. Good stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good vibes all around. So anyway, and it was our first time in Fort Worth, and I think it was all right. Yes. So. And then For tomorrow we're, we're going to be in Houston. But by the time you hear this, it'll be Monday, and we'll have already done it. So anyway, um, yeah, people, if you didn't get to catch it, man, I got to say you really missed out. But don't fret, because we recorded every single show, and we're going to be putting out a little... I want to say an album, but it won't be like an official album, maybe like a mixtape. I don't know what it's going to be called, but it's going to be live recordings from this past weekend's shows. So you guys can appreciate what we were doing and then get ready for the next year. Because, man, we've been talking about doing it annually. I think we're going to do it again, yeah. man. It was so fun. Yeah. We, we got to do it again. We should put out a Just Mistakes EP where it's all of the, <laughs> just the, all the, all the wrong. <laughs> we, we could do that. We could do that. Yeah. Just all the wrong notes. Although it wouldn't be very long because we're, we're all of us we're, are perfect. We're so That's good. Right. We, we just do, barely so. played any wrong notes. Yeah. Um, anyway. And well, honestly, you, we could do this thing yearly and play completely different songs. Those two have so many songs. Like, That's right. Or we could switch. I thought yeah. about that. When y'all were playing yeah. tonight, I straight up was like, yo, what if next year y'all were Bob and we were Dennis? That would be cool. Just to do it like that. You know what I'm saying? That would be kind of cool. Yeah. So, and then I'm like thinking of all these other reggae artists' birthdays, like Freddie and, oh, Freddie's still alive. Well, we so were talking we, about how Bunny Ruggs from Third World's birthday is today as well. Bob true. Marley's birthday shares that birthday. Gregory Isaac's birthday. And Gregory Isaac's. Yeah, when's his? We should do that one. Yeah. That would be nice too. So, the Barris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there's, a a, there's so many Garnet nice. Silk? Ooh, Garnet Silk. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. You're right. That's tough. So, 
All right, people. We don't want to get you too hyped, but like, yeah, we have some ideas. So anyway, next year it's, we're going to do it again, and and just keep your ears open. I will send you something. But anyway, all right. So the first segment is usually Lion Heights news, and well, that was the biggest news. We were on this yeah. out on this weekend tour. Yeah. Uh, Friday we released Guilty from Ross Fraser Jr. on the Blink Check Rhythm. So please go check that one out. Big up Ross Fraser Jr. Out of yeah. he's from Jamaica, but I think he stays in Atlanta area. Um, so that one is up on YouTube and what we're doing is we're going to release each song every Friday. And then on the last Friday, it'll all drop on Spotify, Apple music and all that stuff. So when that, when that date happens, we'll let you know, and just please help us grind out, um, to make that song or make the whole album, you know, bigger. But anyway, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the blank check rhythm because we've got Lewis in the house from Dim. And as you know, Aldo Pegadito is probably one of the biggest tunes on the blank check rhythm. Pedra. So, Lewis, come in, Lewis. Come Let's over here. Lewis come Mike over here. here. I wanna, come on, Lewis. I want to I wanna ask come you a little man. bit about, because I wasn't there when you guys recorded this, which is weird because I was there for most of the recordings, right? This was just, Tom went down to, Tom, tell the story. Yeah, was, yeah. So, so I was like, yo, we got this rhythm coming in. And I'm like, man, Lewis, he's got to be on this rhythm. And me and Lewis were in contact. I sent him Because we did the mansion party. You guys we had the this conversation. Party. Yeah. So they go, let's get on the rhythm. So Lewis and I were trying to coordinate. And, uh, and this was maybe a month and a half, two months after COVID hit. So I'm like, yo, Lewis, how about I just come out to, I'll come out to Houston, got this Airbnb, and we'll just set up there and record. And uh, we were talking about how we wanted the song to be in Spanish because we got, all right, so Lewis, what are some good, some good like reggae and Espanol bands, like some reggae and Spanish bands. Yeah. Um, uh, Cultura Profetica, you got um, Los Cafres, Non Palidece. I mean, you got a lot. You got a lot, right? But where are they all from? South America. South America, the Caribbean, Argentina. you know what I mean? Argentina. There's no, there's, there's no, there's, a, there's not really a, 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 a uh, there's not much of a, of a reggae scene in Spanish and Espanol here in the United States. No, no. But there should be. There you should know what be. I mean? There should be. A lot be. more. There should be a lot more. Because it's huge outside of, of, of the States. I don't it, get it. It is, man. I don't get it. So I, I was like, yo, Los, we got to, we got to cut a track in, in Espanol. So, so I got met up with Lewis at, at, at an Airbnb in Houston. Set up the, so I got the, the, the mics. Mic yeah, bar the mic from Zane. <laughs> Drove out to Houston, man. We set up in an Airbnb and just vibed. Yeah, that's dope to me. I love that. So was this something that you wrote to um, that specific, like to to blank check, or was it something that you were sitting on for a while and was more like, oh, this would go good over this? <laughs> nah. Um, whenever he sent me the rhythm, man, I was it. I was going. Like I was telling you, I was going through the through the whole transitioning a lot of transitionings and he sent me the rhythm and i was i thought to myself this this rhythm is fucking dope and then i was like i'm not just right or just ready enough to write to this tune but i i, I know i knew that i wanted something fresh and he wanted it specifically in spanish and so tom was, said hey like I'm going to show you this instrumental, but I want you to write something in Spanish. Yeah, because from the mansion party, we played Cuarenta Veinte, and that's another Spanish tune that I got. And he was just like, do something like Cuarenta Veinte. And I was like, all right, okay, cool. And I was going through a lot of shit because of the transitioning of where I was staying at. 
and and it was just a lot of I wanted to generalize the writing to it. So whenever it it came to algo pegadito, and and like the artwork to it, the difference was I wanted to apply the the crumbled check because I wanted to make it seem that like it was that like money is in, is insignificant. I mean, it really is mm-hmm. to me. So so I, I I thought okay, visually it could be the crumbled up check, so it could make sense of what it, I was writing about because. Whenever I say limitate de toda la maleza, it's like uh, separate from all the badness and the wickedness of, of, of the world. And then whenever I say um, uh, evita toda gente hecha de plástico, it's like avoid fake people. You know, and I, and I also mm. listened to you. I was oh, on yeah. <laughs> podcast. It was, it was funny. Mucho pegadito. Mucho pegadito, dude. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, something about cousins. I don't remember specifically what it was. James was asking if it was about you, like, I don't know, you had like a pretty cousin or something. I don't know. You can go. I go pegadito. No, and you were saying it was something close, right? Yeah, something that kind of, kind of like hits you. Yeah, you know something. Algo I mean? pegadito. So Catchy. it would be like if you. So imagine algo pegadito would be a, like an adjective to what you're doing. So if you're whining and it's a tight whine, yeah, it's algo pegadito, yeah. right? Mm. So. So the idea was like, algo pegadito would be the rhythm. Yeah. The rhythm was algo pegadito. Oh. But okay. the words were were I wanted to express something different, and it was such a strange time because COVID was happening. So it was fucking weird, man. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you <laughs> sent me that, I was like, dude, I don't know what to write, and man, I was going through through a lot of transitionings that it felt good. I felt good. Yeah, but when 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 Lewis sent me, because I had I had some kind of like idea of what the like what the lyrics should say and how they should be like rhythmically structured and everything. When Lewis sent me the track back, I was like, dude, this is exactly this is it. This yeah, is it. dude, it was so strange, it. man. I, I, but this is what I like, man. It needs to be music is natural, you know yeah. what I mean? It shouldn't be forced, and that's why I like working with you so much because you just have this natural flow about things, and you never force it. And if it doesn't feel right, you're like, yo, let me just step away mm-hmm. and come back to it when. We good. Like when we did the whole Dem album, it was like that, bro. Like I felt like the vibes were just like flowing. You know, it was yeah. never a forced feeling. Yeah. And Algo Pegadito, like as soon as I heard it when you sent it to me, I was like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, when, yeah, when Lewis, I even the first I, one, I the first because y'all was like, a- yo, when he when he sent it to me, I was like, this is exactly, <laughs> yo, yeah, this yeah, is dude. dope. This is exactly what I had in yeah. mind, man. Like, yeah. The ideal track, the ideal verse, the ideal delivery. Yeah, give thanks for that. But hey, while you're here, let's talk a little bit about the upcoming album that people don't even know about yet. Wow. Yeah, so basically... Even James doesn't know about it. Yeah, so so, um, a few months ago, Dem came um, to Tall Sky Studio, and Jeremy and I helped them to produce the... Is it the first album? Yeah, it would be the first, like... Yeah, it would be... Official album, because we've done... I've heard some demos and I've heard some stuff that you guys self-produced and this will be more of like a, with help from a label, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, (laughs) um, so, but I'd like to, (laughs) I'd like to just tell our fan base and our people exactly what to expect because it's a very cool collaboration and I'm so excited for it to come out. So, I mean, what, what, what could we tell them to kind of 
Spring their ear a little bit. It sounds really good. So the the and the end of it is what how many like six or seven tunes total or like what is the I think we got five, six tunes and then some dubs. Yeah. Yeah. And that's gonna I, be a whole thing. Yeah, and we're gonna press it on vinyl and um We'll be we'll be so releasing like 10 it. songs like ten songs total. Or? I think I think it's about ten songs. Yeah, and we're gonna be releasing it through like this uh, local Houston record label or publishing, and uh, uh, we're gonna have records. I don't know, man. I don't know what to say about the album. It just feels good. It's like the the whole process of recording it. I wanted it to be as as natural as as we could make it happen. I don't know. I mean, what would you say what the influences are? The inf- the influences, yeah, the influences yeah. were a lot of those songs were revisions of what was already written, and I feel like I have always been a fan of of Linus, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna. Y'all know. I, we, I always yeah, say, yeah. dude. I always say, right y'all the fucking see, best reggae band in Texas, dude. I always well, say that. We could say it back to you, bro. So and yeah. and so I thought to myself, okay, if I if there was ever an opportunity to do it, we should do it. And the opportunity presented itself, and I had mentioned it to Pat, and Pat instantly said, "Toss guy." So the idea was to go out there and just record something natural, and the influences were from throughout the years. I mean, I, I really enjoy Neo Soul and mm-hmm. and hip hop. So it was hip hop, Neo Soul and, and some Latin influences like salsa and some Latin reggae like Cultura Profetica and Los Cafres. So there was a lot of, it was a lot of world music that influenced that whole thing. I feel like what was brought together and what, what manifested into these songs where it was great because it was all natural from Jeremy and Dane. They fucking killed it, man. Y'all killed yeah, it. Yeah, give thanks, man. It was fun, dude. It was it was cool. <laughs> it was a cool experience because we weren't like you showed up with like you had complete songs, but like you didn't tell me a baseline to play. I was just and you didn't tell thing. Jeremy yeah. what to play. You were like, play what you feel. And that was such a cool experience because it was just like, I was trying not to step on your toes or on the song's toes and play something simple, you know, and it was fun to come up with because I didn't feel so much pressure as in like, you know, when you, you it's so much pressure on your own music, but I'm writing music for somebody else or whatever. I just feel we're more or less making it up. Yeah. Right well, then and there, like you wrote the like, you wrote the lines. There was can feel more that free you had to get and just down. it was like, well, figure it out now, make it up, like yeah, you know. I mean, there are guidelines, there's guides, but there's no specific things to be played. Yeah. So I, again, with the whole the natural thing, I wanted it to become all organic, and y'all wrote all those things. I mean, it's y'all. It's I'm not didn't tell y'all to do anything. No, it was fun, dude. It, it was fun. Too. I would love to do it again. Yeah. It was really nice. The whole experience was really organic. And I'm loving the album art. Yeah. I'm, I can't wait to see it on vinyl, man. I can, I can oh, picture it. I don't it. know if I've seen that. You haven't I seen the see album You haven't seen the album? No. Oh, man. You guys holding out on me. The album. So, okay. So, before I show you, so, so the tree, you saw it, right? The tree. Yeah, the yeah little tree. So, the tree is a mango tree, right? And the mango tree was, it was a, it's a significant, it's, it's significant to me. Because of the release of Mango Trees, right, whenever yeah. it all linked up. Yeah. So there's six, six 
um, like cats, right? Or lions. And one lioness because we have a saxophone player. Uh. And and then there's two there's two lions that are sitting down because it was the two lion the two lions that are jamming in the record. But we're like we're a six piece, you know? But and then there's another lion in the back. Yeah, it's just there's a lot of significance in that. Some symbolism. Thing. Yeah, symbolism. Dude. I love and, that. I love that. And then the yeah, the lions are just what is within us and without us. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's pretty cool, and it's gonna be a pamphlet. It's gonna open, so I just have to create the art in the inside. Yeah. So it's it's pretty dope, man. I'm really enjoying it. And cur- and currently, like, what? Well, Cause you mentioned it, Mango Tree, that's out, and people can check that out. If anybody's listening to this, yeah, if you're <laughs> they listening can go to listen this, to that's you know what's what's that? That's an EP that y'all did, right? Yeah, we recorded that EP at the mansion, at the League Mansion out in Galveston. Which we've talked about previously on the podcast. That's right. It was an epic show. Epic. Yeah. Dude, that show was <laughs> fucking epic. It was epic. Oh, yeah. my God. And that was the release party. That the was the release, release party, party of the Mango yeah. Trees. Yeah, and you can yeah. find Mango Trees on Spotify and iTunes. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I kind of wanted to loop it back a little bit, but, you know, I just want to say that we have to give thanks to Lewis because he did all of the album art for... Blank check as well. True. As, yeah. as True. while we're talking about the new upcoming album art. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. it's just really funny because like <laughs> we just did, we, we like went overboard with the album art. Like honestly, we could have just done like one, one art, but he ended up making seven different arts for every single single you made and making it customized like per artist yeah. and very intricate. So I, I really got to like, Give you props for that, man. And I kept having to go back and make you do edits and do extra shit. <laughs> that was the worst. Man. I know. Those I'm so sorry. Were the worst, dude. Because I was like, man, this uh, is it. Oh, I got this. And I kept right, saying, I this I is it. it. It's like, can you just move that one thing just like a little bit Can you bit change over? this? Oh, man, my bad. Frazier like this. Frazier oh, Jr. Or, or yeah, or star like this. And I'm yeah, like, dude. star spelled yeah. S-T-H-A-R. Yo, he's like, oh, yeah, man, I'm going to send you this info. And he sends me just the info just... At that point. And I'm creating everything and I send it. And it's like, oh, my bad. I forgot to tell you that it's spelled this way. So <laughs> most of the time, if whenever I start doing the art or anything, I have to just zone myself out into just doing it. And whenever I just overwhelm myself with just consistent thoughts of what it could possibly be, I just pick one and say, all right, I got to get the fuck out of here. So I leave. I go to the beach or I go to the city. And that's whenever you text me back, hey, man, can you change this? I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm sorry. The city, man. I mean, honestly, it's been a, it's been a learning experience for me because this is our first rhythm. Yeah. And like just getting all the correct info from everybody and the correct spelling and all this stuff. And sometimes I assume things, which I shouldn't. And yeah, so like my bad for that and and jeremy's been on the other side of that too because he does a lot of our art and we've had to do multiple sure. edits so like i understand right and if i had to do that with other people but it sometimes it comes down to like i've had a lineup that was given to me to like make a flyer for and like some of the information that they give me changes was wrong oh. or like something was spelled wrong so i had to go do my own research and like Get go right. google like because some people have weird ass band names yeah. They have like weird, they're supposed to be stylized a certain way. And so I have to go like look them up, make sure what I'm about to do is like, so I don't get an email later. And as artists, we respect that. Like we know that. I mean, you got to. I understand that too. So from the production side of things, you're working with a rhythm. How do you approach it? Like how do you you you, you purchase rhythm? 
Like, cause you got the same, you got the basic template, but you have different singers that do kind of different things. Like, how do you? Uh, okay, so this was totally a learning moment because I don't think I would do this the same way again. But basically, what I did for this, as I like, I used Logic and I had a basic mix inside Logic, and then I had all of the singers' vocals inside one session. So it was like insane. And then I would bust, like, so for you, Lewis, we. Your, and your song was honestly like one of the more simple songs as far as production wise, which I really appreciated that because when you look back at like classic reggae music, there's not like stacks and stacks of vocals. It's like one vocal yeah. and they just kill it. And you just love that. And that was your vocal. Yeah. bro. It was like yeah. you did a great job. We added like one harmony mm-hmm. just to kind of fill it out a little bit. But like we didn't really feel like it needed like stacks and stacks. But like, you know, other people... We do have a lot of stacks on. But anyway, long story short, I would just group them. So like Lewis, I had like a Lewis group bus named Lewis, you know, and so I'd have to mute that. And then anyway, muting and unmuting other people's stuff. It was very annoying. In the future, I will just mix the rhythm. Hey, and then that hey. rhythm, like once it's mixed, it's like it's mixed. Yeah, because we mess around with the structures of the of the of. That was the thing too. Like everybody's versions. song has a different arrangement. So I was like adding in strings, adding in um, guitars, different for everybody's song, and that was a nightmare. <laughs> hey man, you live but and you learn. Part of, that's so, part yeah. of the production. That's part of of not only the production but also the uniqueness of what you do you know yeah yeah so so then as as you get these different artists you try to identify what they are good at or how their delivery could be accented by something that you do and you produce on top of it and that's commendable yeah so not every rhythm not every version on that rhythm is the same it's a different rhythm yeah that's a different rhythm with like like little minor things yep yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, okay, so then the, the, here we go. So not only did we have different vocal bus groups, but then we had different <laughs> guitar bus groups. groups where it was like Dre-Z guitar, Firestar guitar. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody guitar, so. <laughs> was, that, was that James Elfington? No. <laughs> no yeah, just actually. to clarify no, everybody, yeah, that yeah, awesome guitar. It was, it was a good friend of mine from, we played, I played in college with a student <laughs> who lives in LA now. And I'm like, yo, Todd, you got to put some shit on here because he's got, he's got, like James. How would you define that that kind of style? <laughs> how would you define that kind of style? I love this. <laughs> this is what I. It's not for. really a style though. What do you mean? Just his tone or like, the, the, like what he play like. What he know. plays, I guess. I don't. I don't even know how to talk about it. As a, I mean, as I think it's just. Uh, part that you play that all right as ali's walking away ali come in let's talk about saxophone yeah yes. guitar's boring guitar's out saxophone is in give it actually i do want to feature ali for a second i do want to feature ali for a second come in ali come in ali give ali the mic real quick no this is my microphone <laughs> tom give I ali the mic <laughs> yes. i really want to talk about guitar uh hold, hold on no, 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 I, we no. got to talk about ali uh, ali all right. Okay. Thank you. All right. So we just have to say that Ali, she steals the show. All right. Tonight. Tonight. Yes, it's true. The sound engineer tonight at the Fort Worth venue was like, he, he we were talking about expectations and, and he was like, we were talking. All right. I was like, what their expectations? No, yes. Or? Because the owner, the owner asked the sound engineer, what do you think about reggae bands? And the sound engineer said, Here we go. as long as it's not a bunch of white people, oh, 
that's okay with oh, me. Well, you know, and I, you know, honestly, I agree with that. Nine times out of ten, I agree. With I that. and hey, look, I'm white, but I agree with that. Altogether, uh, we're a pretty good mixed up bunch, though. I judge I think. generally. I judge all white reggae yeah, bands. Yeah, when I see an all white reggae band, I'm like, okay, blah blah blah. So. You know, he saw us, like we did a little quick sound check and then he, you guys were the first to perform, you know, and then, I mean, y'all killed it. And then especially you, like you kill it every time, Allie, you yeah. you kill it. Yeah. And, so much. and, and the same, okay. So like, look at this, <laughs> Allie the management by of the way. tonight's venue was praising you. And then Sahara Lounge last night, Eileen was trying to hire you for her band. <laughs> yeah, she just told me about that. <laughs> she like she texted me like, "Yo, who is the saxophone player? Like, let me have her number." And I was like, "I don't know. This is kind of private information. Like, I'm not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, so she plays bass Austin, in her own go. band. And yeah. She was asking me to come and fill no, in. Her band is actually really good. So I would love to hear her sometime. Thank you. Yeah, they're really cool. But anyway, I was just trying to give you some praises because, yeah, you kill it every time. Dang, thank you so much. I How did you know. link up with these with the, these hoodlums? <laughs> I have a question, a saxophone question for you. Hoodlums, but like, how so, did you how did you get involved with? Because because we know Lewis from a long time. Actually, I know we've seen we've seen different variations of the yeah. Dem Roots music project. You know. And since we got you here, like, how did that all like link this, up? This is the Dem know? Roots featuring. Episode. Yeah, yeah we got to get cool. the real info here. Uh, well, um, I was actually playing in my funk band, Heights Funk Collective. Uh, and we were playing at the, I think, second year anniversary for the Culture Clash magazine party uh, in Galveston. And so we opened up uh, and Lou had uh, seen me play and he just came over and was like, I need you to play in my band. Like, you didn't know him at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I didn't. That was the first day I met him. <laughs> but uh, he was like, yeah, hop up on stage when we play and, you know, let's oh, see so where it goes. Oh, so you just like goes. jammed. Yeah. That's dope. And ever since then. That's dope. That's cool. <laughs> so I have a question. So your saxophone is an alto sax? Yes, right? it's an alto. Do you ever play tenor or... I did play tenor in college. Um, I actually went to Peru uh, in 2019, and I played tenor there. Oh, wow. Is that Peru in India? (laughs) Peru, Illinois. (laughs) Wait, what is it? Peru in South America. (laughs) Oh. The real Peru. (laughs) Are you joking? I thought you were joking. joking. You're being serious? But you know what's funny is that we've had other people say, like, yeah, I'm from Peru. And we're like, oh, that's so cool. It's so different. We've played in Peru. Peru, Illinois. We've played in Peru, Illinois. (laughs) (laughs) We used to play there all the time, so I was like, oh, shit. Real talk. Tom looks surprised. (laughs) I'm just retarded. I'll one-up you. Do you play flute? At all. Nope, I do not play flute. I haven't ah, picked it up. That's the next step. Next Actually, step. I've been thinking about uh, picking up trombone. Next question. <laughs> really? That's a whole different hey, animal. I know. But, next question. Uh, other than B flat, what's your favorite key? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, B flat's not my favorite yeah, key. Yeah, it'd be A flat. <laughs> a flat's a pretty good key. Yeah, that's why. There you go. Pretty cool. Why is A flat good? Because. Uh, it's just. I mean, I have, I have, just, I have things to the guitar. I have things to the guitar that I don't like too. So it's like I don't know. My shred keys like C minor, probably. You know what? I love a lot of keys. I don't discriminate. Yeah, we can't discriminate. <laughs> no, she's a shredder, keys. man. <laughs> I don't really care for A flat or B flat so, personally. <laughs> 
I love all the keys. <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. You gotta be, you gotta be mysterious, man. You can't yeah. like let out all your, you know, all your tricks. Cause imagine like, you know, she, she tells us what key she likes and the next band is no, like, yeah, yo, I'm going to pick the key she hates. <laughs> I'm going to invite her on stage. For the, you know what I'm um, but I was going to ask you about the session. Um, the, the Dem Root session was, was that your, that was, was that your first recording session? It was. Okay. Yeah. Actually, um, I went to the league mansion with Lou and we recorded, um, what was it? Uh, I tell flow. And Heart of Stone oh, yeah. and I Tell Flow. Okay. Yeah, Lou doesn't yeah. have a mic, but that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was the first time I recorded. But like in a professional studio, yes. Uh, okay. Tall Sky Studios Dope. was my first recording session. I just want, and, and like, I mentioned expectations earlier because I wanted to loop it back in now right. to say you that when you showed up, like I didn't know you at all, right? Like <laughs> yeah. maybe I... Maybe I saw you at the brunch, but like we, we didn't really know each other. And so when you told me that that was your first session, I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know, it's going to be take, take after take. And like, I felt like I was some of the songs, like we hadn't written all the parts, you know, because like Lou said earlier, it was a very collaborative experience. We were kind of writing in the studio. So like, even for you, like we didn't have all your parts written yet. Mm-hmm. And so like certain songs, I heard parts in my head and I was like, hey, you should do this. Actually, you should do this. Wait, what about this? <laughs> and I kept like overloading you with ideas because like I was very unspecific with like what I wanted, but like I was just getting a lot of ideas and like you were doing your best to just play what you, what I was trying to tell you. Right. <laughs> but uh, I thought you were doing a good job. And then when we got to know Stone, that's you, did you, feel it? <laughs> you just... Decimated that, and then like that's when I was like, okay, I was like, holy shit, because we, I I don't know, like coming into this thing when you first said that it was your first time in the studio, like I had a little bit of reservation about like, she's not gonna, you know, she's gonna be really nervous. But man, you killed it. You just, you decimated Uh, that. So I just want to give you props for that. Oh, dude, it was so much fun. Ever, ever, any time in your life during that recording session that you felt like this man was threatening you, threatening your life. I try to no. be like mellow, dude. I don't know. I try to be mellow, dude. That's funny. I can definitely be overbearing. I, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've all. Did he pull out the gun yet? I don't have a, no, I don't I think there was one time where we, can't, where we were all like, guns. okay, well, you should do this. Like, we were just all getting excited about it. Okay, you can do this here. And this here. Oh, you can do this. Or you could, you could do this here. And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, like, yeah. It's like, because like, we hear the potential. Like, we know you can play it. So we were like, these are the ideas. But it was just like, a lot of ideas. <laughs> it was a lot of ideas. That's like it me. It was really challenging, but um, you know, it was a great learning experience <laughs> uh, to have so many great ideas thrown at me, and then to be able to like cultivate it with my own style. For sure. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. <laughs> oh well, I'm you know give thanks for for your um, patience with us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> of course, I would do it again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we definitely will, of course. Cool. Yeah, man. That's good. And and yeah, people look out for this live thing that we're going to put together cuz um you're going to hear some fire. What's the idea behind this thing? Is it going to be like a like a split or something? Like a I think yeah, I don't know. I get I'm just going to collect all the content and then figure out what we what we're going to do with it, how many checks it's going to be, but I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm so into this idea of recording all the live shows because I just feel like we just create gold like not every song is gold, but sometimes 
you play a show and you're just like, man, you get off stage, you're like, oh, we just murdered that song, you know? So yeah, I guess you never know what you're gonna catch. So you you just want to track it all and then and then go through it later. So that's what's going on with this weekend. So yeah, I think we're gonna have a lot of really cool stuff for you people. But um, anything else we should talk about for our podcast? We can talk about. Yeah. Bunch. Oh well, well, well uh, yeah, it's gonna, it's be, gonna be Monday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're we're just gonna go ahead and say the brunch was so the good. The brunch was so great. The oh, the weather was perfect. There was a line out the door. Uh, Bun B was there. Slim Thug was there. Yeah, uh, it was cool. Zero was there. But uh, <laughs> who else is? But uh, Scarface. Oh, Jason. It was so cool. Yeah. Al Pacino was there <laughs> from Houston. <laughs> yeah. He flew in though. Nah. Uh, <laughs> Paul. All right. Well, look out for the upcoming Dem album. We don't have a release date yet, but it yes. Yeah. It will it be is coming, what it is. It will be coming soon. Um, 2021, right? We're going to do it in 2021. We're going to do it in 2021. Yeah. And so, and, and I want to tell y'all that we have a regular gig every first Friday at the Sahara Lounge. Um, so I'm positive Dem Roots Music is going to be back at the Sahara Lounge with us again, cool. for sure. So... Yeah, we're going to do this team-up thing like a lot more often, mm. do these cities again. And if you're here in Texas and you want us to come out to your city, hit us up, man. Let us know, you know. Shoot us a message. So anything else for the people, Dem? Guys? James? Tom? Man, we love you all. Keep supporting. I love you. I regret asking. I'm in love. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We're going to hit you up with some new music soon. And I'm going to leave a little special uh, sneak preview of something at the end like we always do. So give thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace. This is the end of the Lion Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harder in the courthouse. My name is Judge Life Sentence. And I'm here to persecute Babylon for all the wrongs that he have done black people for over the years. But, but, Diana, shut up! I don't want to hear an next word out of your mouth. You sick me. Your meditation filthy. No, 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 no. I found them guilty, guilty as child. Yeah.